Welcome to The Yaley, the YDN podcast covering the biggest news stories of each week. I'm your host, Nick Vallee. In today's episode, we will be interviewing Ariane de Janeiro, a sophomore in Branford College, who recently wrote an op-ed titled In Defense of the Western Canon. In her article, she argues that the topics covered in Yale's Directed Studies program, which allows first years to engage with influential Western texts, are still important today and should be kept alive. Today, we'll be learning more about opinions on the DS program from Ariane and other Yaleys. Welcome to the Yaley, Ariane. Thank you so much for having me. So first off, I want to say congratulations on completing the DS curriculum. Thank you. I think all Yale students know how tough it is, which can make incoming students hesitant to join the program. What made you ultimately decide to go through with it? Yeah, so the main reason that I was hesitant about DS was, in fact, the workload. I had heard about the DS program before I was invited to it, and I was already considering it because I was really interested in the classics and in, you know, literature, history. I'd never done philosophy before DS, which was also a source of anxiety for me. You hear a lot of big words, I think, around philosophy, and it can be pretty difficult to approach as someone who doesn't have any background in it. But I was considering and I was a little bit scared of the workload. I had a friend who had recently graduated from my high school who was at Yale and was like, I think you would be really interested in this. But honestly, those DS kids, they're just always in their rooms. I never see them. They're always reading. And I was like, "Okay, I don't know if I want to do this. Then Yale invited me to the program because of my classics background. And since I didn't have to apply, which I was already considering, I was like, "Okay, I've got to do it. So they got me. And I was a little hesitant, but I was like, this is material that I love. Most of my logic was like, I'm going to be wanting to take courses on these subjects anyway. I would be wanting to read the Iliad, the Greek tragedies. I'd be wanting to read the later philosophy from Descartes to you know Kant. And yeah, I knew I would be interested in this stuff anyway. So I was like, might as well take this program that they've already invited me to that seems to have a very rigorous structure in place and is well known. So I was honored by Yale's invitation. I was a little hesitant, but I was like, I have to tackle this and I'm going to regret it if I don't try. Throughout your article, you highlight the importance of Western history and thought to give context to the present and, as a result, the path of the future. You say the story of the West is entirely inseparable from the story of the world. How do you think the topics of DS can guide how we see the world? This is obviously a very big question. Something that I talked about a lot in the article was the unavoidable footprint of the West. I mean, we live in the United States of America, so that's obviously we're literally in the Western world, or at least an outgrowth of it, considering our origins as a British colony. You look around and you can see the dominance of the West. It's something that we've been reckoning with a lot as a society. Today is, in fact, Columbus Day, which is celebrated often alongside now Indigenous Peoples Day. So you can see tangibly the evidence of us as a culture trying to figure out how we're going to reckon with this past, this Western footprint on the world. I think that the difficult thing to balance is that when we're studying these Western texts, we're not saying that they're inherently superior, but we are saying that they're inherently important, or at least that's what I believe and what I wrote about. For example, the founding fathers were influenced by the Roman author Polybius. You can see the influence of classical architecture in New York City and like the statue of Atlas that we have. I'm a New Yorker, so. Yeah, and our democratic republic was constructed based on a lot of these principles. So just like tangibly, you have that influence on our society. Then I think also there is just this inherently human aspect of like why kids love Greek mythology, why the classics speak to us. So a lot of the literature is really meaningful to us as well. I think that it's difficult for us to reckon with the fact that this Western legacy that has been handed to us is wrapped up in so much bloodshed. And I think that what is important to remember is that the Western canon is composed of some of the most influential texts, for better or for worse. One of the main critiques about the DS program is its hyper-focus on narratives created and driven by white men. And you point this out in your article. Can you expand on the things you would change about the DS program? 
Yeah. So my joking answer of what I would change is we spend far too much time on Plato and Aristotle in the fall. I don't know how many more times I can read sentences like it's thinking is a thinking on thinking, which is pulled directly from Aristotle. But to the point of it being dominated by white men, I did write that in my piece and I wrote it like intentionally vaguely because I think the academic field of like the Western canon and Western thought is dominated by white men in the sense of the people who are taking these classes often, but also the texts that we're reading. In terms of the texts that we're reading, something that I thought about a lot while I was in DS is this canon is mine too, as a multiracial woman. I don't think that Plato is more similar to the white man sitting next to me than to me just on grounds of some identity thing. So I think that the Western canon belongs to everyone, and it certainly belongs to everyone who is studying at Yale University, at this institution that in many ways is emblematic of the Western tradition of thought. So that is my first point, I guess, to the content of the writers that we study. I think that I related often as much to Rousseau as to W.E.B. Du Bois as to Simone de Beauvoir, like just across identities. So in terms of the people sitting in my classes, while I think that certainly it is a predominantly white group of people, even within the Yale community, I don't feel like the class discussions were inherently dominated by those ways. I think I was someone who spoke up a lot in my seminars and there were a lot of other incredible like women and women of color and people of color in general who did that as well. I think that the disparities in DS in terms of the students that it brings come more from the background that people have in terms of their access to classics and classical literature. I was lucky enough to have a very robust classics education in high school, which one, led Yale to invite me to the program and two, made it easy for me to engage with the material. I had a lot of classmates in the fall, especially consider quitting DS, even if they were white men, because they found the ancient stuff difficult to access. That's just a fact. It's very difficult to access classical literature sometimes without the context. So I would say my suggestion perhaps for the curriculum would be to make sure that the ancient stuff is accessible to everyone. Because it can be hard if you don't have Latin background, you're not just going to know the context of the Peloponnesian Wars. And I think that that is more about the opportunity to engage with the classics than anything else. And finally, do you have any advice for students in DS or for future students who may be considering it? Yeah. So if you're considering DS, if you have any interest in Western literature, history, philosophy, or just in any of these topics in general, I highly recommend you to take the plunge. It is definitely difficult, but your time management skills will become honed pretty quickly. And also, as you progress in your Yale career, you will probably find that while your peers are getting more busy, you are actually having a lot more free time. This semester, I'm taking five courses and I still feel like I have much more time than when I was in DS. I would recommend to anyone who is doing DS, if you know that that is where you are willing to put in your time, make sure that you try to engage with the readings as much as possible. Definitely cut corners where you have to because it's almost impossible to keep up with the amount of work you're going to be expected to do. But try to read as much as you can because the books really are incredible and I think you'll feel it all click. This is another reason I wrote my piece was because we had just wrapped up with Hannah Arendt and I had this aha moment where it seemed like everything was coming together. Like you can see how all of the thought that we began with in ancient Greece built upon itself until you get to essentially world World War II and right where the DS curriculum was founded, you reach that point in history and you see this is what everything came to, which it's a bittersweet ending to the year because you see the excellence of the world. You see how technology, how thought, how enlightenment has in some ways prevailed and culminated in the 20th century. But you also see that all of the conflicts and the global conflicts that sprung out of it. So it's It's incredible. The understanding, the picture that you get of how our world came to this point, I think if you do as many of the readings as possible, try to balance as much as you can, you will find yourself very rewarded at the end. 
You will get out of DS what you put into it. So it can be a miserable slog. Don't put yourself through it if you don't want to have a lot of readings and a lot of writing. But if you are willing to take that plunge, I think you will very much find that it was worth it. And that as my philosophy professor last spring, Professor Grimstead said, you will come out of DS with probably the best liberal arts education that you could have having only completed your first year of college. And I feel very honored to have had that experience, especially as someone who, as a woman, would not have been able to even be at Yale quite a few decades ago. I actually received an email from an alum about my piece, and she said, I was a history major. I wasn't in DS because I joined Yale as a sophomore the year women were allowed. And so she was like, I really enjoyed all this same literature. So yeah, thank you to that alum if you're listening. But yeah, it's, it's very incredible to be able to take part in this tradition as someone who wouldn't have had the same access to it a few decades ago. That's crazy. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ariane. Ariane's op-ed about the DS program can be found on the YDN website. Welcome to the cross-campus segment of the Yaley, where we will be interviewing some of the most thoughtful-looking students walking through cross-campus. My name is Carter DeWeese, and this week, I had a chance to ask a few students what they think about Yale's Directed Studies curriculum. Hey, what's your name? Hi, my name's Jeffrey. Hey, Jeffrey. What are your thoughts on DS and the Western canon? I think that DS can be useful, and there are some valuable stories in there, but I think it's been heightened to this level of just the pinnacle of culture or the pinnacle of what's important in academia. And I don't think that it's the only thing that's important or that it should be raised up to the level that it's been raised to is how important it is. Hey, what's your name? I'm Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Uh, what are your thoughts on DS and the Western canon? Uh, well, I did DS two years ago when I was a first year. Um, you know, I think that it's been really great as a philosophy major, a history major. I got a lot of the method, and it was really interesting to see these ideas develop over time. And I think that's really the point of it. That's why they call it a canon, is that you take the same ideas that were expressed in ancient Rome and in ancient Greece and that were reread by various people and then commented on. So it's, it's a unity of ideas instead of maybe a unity of culture. Uh, but one thing that I did to supplement that, because I did think that DS was lacking and sort of has a, a limited worldview, is I also took a class on Chinese philosophy, uh, where we read what's, what turned out to be some really similar thoughts in some cases, but from a really different cultural perspective. And I'm glad I did that, uh, because a lot of the time we can act like DS is really the final word on a lot of these topics. Uh, but I think that, you know, there's, there's other cultures that have had really meaningful and significant thoughts on this too, that we certainly shouldn't deprive of their legitimacy. Um, and that we certainly should give some emphasis uh, in, our, in our thoughts and our reading. That's it for The Yaley. I'm your host, Nick Fillet. Stay tuned for the next episode of The Yaley.